Thanks for those of you that are joining us online as well. We are so glad that you're with us today. Isn't it amazing that we can actually, like we don't have to register and we're able to snuggle? It's a little bit cold in here, hey? So it's nice to be uh, warm, warmer and closer together. Uh, I'm, I'm 40 next year. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I know, like, I, I don't look a day past 28. Uh, aside from my, my white hair, my gray mane, uh, I'm, I'm 40 next year. And uh, the older I get, the more that I, just, I see just time just speeding up, passing by. It's like I, I blink and I have a 10-year-old. It's amazing. And the older I get, the more that I think about uh, what my life is all about and how I'm living it. And I'll often say of my life that I, I want my life to count for something. You know, I want my life to be a success. And I think that's true of every single one of us today, right? I, I don't imagine there's one of us in this room that got up one day and said, you know what? Uh, I'm just going to aim for failure. That's what I'm going to go after, right? None, none of us aim for failure. All of us have probably experienced it at one point or another within our lives, and sometimes we've, we've actually embraced that or began to identify ourselves by these failures. But none of us is shooting for failure. We want our life to be a success. The question is, what what does that look like? And what does it actually mean to be a success? For most people, success means more, right? It means more opportunity. It means more responsibility, more accomplished, more educated, more impact, more money, more home, more security, more acceptance, more followers. You name it, success means more. And if you're not doing, if you're not receiving, if you're not obtaining more, then chances are you're probably not being successful. But is that for us as believers, from a biblical standpoint, is that what success is all about? I want to talk to us about that today. I want to talk about what is success and why it's so important for us to get a hold of it, to have the proper perspective on success, especially as we're, as we're talking about becoming whole, becoming complete, becoming transformed from the inside out as disciples of Jesus Christ, that we wouldn't just show up at church and, be, and, and attend worship on a Sunday and great, I've done my, my deed as a Christian for the week and I can go about living life how I want. We want to follow Jesus. We want to become like Jesus. And so what does that look like for us if we're to live a life of success? What is success? biblically speaking. What does that look like in following Jesus? Before we talk about what success is, I want to take some, just a, a, a few moments to talk about what success is not. Uh, there, there's, I, I don't know about you, but for me, when I think about success, when I start asking myself questions around, am I living a successful life? One of the things that I, that I so quickly do, and you may have done this before too, is you start looking at somebody else, somebody that you know, or you knew, or that you've heard of, and you start kind of measuring your life 
as it compares with theirs. I fell into this earlier this week before I started preparing for this message. I call it the comparison trap. And uh, I, was, I was doing some ministry planning for the church, and part of that included just looking at like what other churches were doing online. And I came across this, this church in San Diego who had these quality videos. I thought, okay, this is great. I'm going to watch this. I'm going to see what this is about. So I start watching these videos, and as I'm watching, I'm going, hold on a minute. It's Isaac. Like, I, I know this guy. I, I went to seminary with this dude. And I start thinking, whoa, okay, Isaac, wow, you're pastoring this like new church plant in San Diego. You're putting out these quality videos. Wow, great job, Isaac. And I'm kind of you know, doing the whole measuring thing, like, whoa, right? And I think at times it's, it's easy for us to to fall into that comparison trap as we look at our lives and we ask ourselves, am I living a successful life? But here's, here's the first thing I want us to get a hold of as far as what success is not. Success is not the same for everyone. Success is not the same for everyone. We're different. We have unique calls, we have unique gifts, we have unique abilities within our lives. And so for that reason, comparing myself to somebody else in order to measure or not measure whether or not I'm being successful, it's not a great measuring stick. I think about Jesus uh, in Matthew chapter 25 in speaking about what the kingdom of God is like. He talks about the, uh, he gives this parable of the talents. And to one servant he gives five, to another he gives two, to another he gives one. And, and it says, he gave to each one according to their ability. We have different gifts, we have different graces, we have different abilities. And God doesn't give us all the same thing, right? And so we can't compare ourselves to somebody else in order to determine whether or not we're living successfully, because we don't have the same thing. But what we have is exactly what we need with him in order to be successful. You have everything you need in God right now to be successful. Did you know that? I love that scripture, 2 Peter 1 verse 3. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. He's given us everything we need right now in order to be successful in life. And so my encouragement to you as we talk about success this morning is first and foremost, be who you are. Be who God has made you to be. Stop looking at the person next to you because you're not them. You don't have what they have and you're not called to do what they're called to do. Be you. Be who God has made you to be. Don't fall into that comparison trap. Success is not the same for everyone. Secondly, success is not the secret to us being satisfied in our life, right? I think at times we look at success as the means to me being satisfied. Oh man, if I could just accomplish this, if I could just reach that, if I could just have this or, or do that, then I would be satisfied. And the problem is, is that when we look to success for satisfaction, success is it's never enough. It's never enough. There's always something more that we're going after. And in the end, it doesn't 
satisfy us. It's just this temporary happiness. And what we've done, if we're looking to success to satisfy ourselves, is we've made it an idol. What we're, what we're doing is we're saying, you can satisfy me, and we're going after that rather than going to the Lord, the one who can only actually really satisfy us. And regardless, what we have, what God give, has given us, it's not actually ours anyways. It's from him, and it's for him, right? And we can live in such a way that we try and, 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 and get satisfied by what we have, but it's not ours, it's his. It's not for our gain, it's for his glory, right? The secret of satisfaction is found in him. Paul says in Philippians 4, he says, I've learned the secret of being content in everything. In everything, it's through him. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Thirdly, success is not about just you accomplishing your goal. Okay? I don't know about you, but I think oftentimes for me, uh, I, I put limits on God, or, or, or maybe a better way to put it is I put limits on my own faith because I'm expecting God to do things a certain way at a certain time, right? And, and we often find ourselves disappointed because it doesn't work out the way that, that we were expecting. Success, biblically speaking, is not just about you accomplishing your goals one day. If we're, if we're living with a predetermined idea of what success is within our lives, of what it's going to look like, let me tell you right now, it's bigger, it's better, and it's more. Paul says in Ephesians 3, verse 20, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. You have an idea of what success is? Let me tell you. God's idea is more. It's bigger. He has more. And what we're called to do if we're to live a successful life, if we're to follow Jesus' success, it's not about us like reaching this goal or, or knowing what the end is exactly going to look like. It's following him step by step regardless, right? It's like when God calls Abraham, the father of faith, right? He says, oh, I want you to leave this place. I want you to leave your family and go to a place that I will show you. Success is not simply about us accomplishing our goal. It's about following his call and allowing God to do whatever he wants to do, whenever he wants to do, however he wants to do it in and through our lives. Amen? Fourthly, success is not a destination to reach. I, I'm often guilty of this. I, I've seen success as, as somewhere to get to. Right? Like, if I could just get there, that, then I would, be, I would be successful. Right? But success isn't about us getting somewhere. Really, biblically speaking, it's about us becoming someone. Right? And that doesn't happen like someday, like, oh, thank you, know, you're, oh, thank you Jesus. Like, the end is near, guys. So, like, we're going to heaven. This is, this is all going to be over. That's not what success is. That's not what it's about. It's not about us as believers getting to heaven one day. It's about heaven coming to earth right now. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right here, right now. 
right? And so it's less about a destination, and success is more of a journey. And the beautiful thing about that is I don't need to wait to be successful one day. Actually today, right here, right now, in this room, I can live a successful life. It's a moment-by-moment, step-by-step kind of thing. Success is not a destination to reach. It's a journey that we're all on. Now, what is success? What does it look like? I, I think many of us, myself included, need an adjustment as far as what, our, what the picture of success in our life ought to look like, what it ought to be. And the best example, biblically speaking, that we have of success is Jesus Christ. And I want to look at a scripture together uh, that speaks of this, and it's found in Isaiah chapter 52, beginning in verse 13. In Isaiah 52, 13, this is God's word translation. I just like what it says here at the start in verse 13. It says, my servant, talking about Jesus, the Messiah, my servant will be successful. He'll be successful. He will be respected. He will be praised and highly honored. Now watch this. Here's what success looks like in Jesus' case. Isaiah says, many will be shocked by him. His appearance will be so disfigured that he won't look like any other man. His looks will be so disfigured that he will hardly look like a human. It goes on in in chapter uh, 53. In verse 2 it says, he grew up in his presence like a young tree, like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that would make us look at him. He had nothing in his appearance that would make us desire him. He was despised and rejected by people. He was a man of sorrows, familiar with suffering. He was despised like one from whom people turned their faces. And we didn't consider him to be worth anything. My servant will be successful. Let me ask you. Is this your picture of success? Unimpressive, unattractive, undesirable, ordinary, disfigured, vulnerable, rejected, considered worthless. This is the one that we hold as the most successful. Was Jesus successful? Was he successful? Yeah, I'm having trouble saying that word. It's saying it too many times. Successful. Yeah, of course. Of course he was successful, right? If Jesus wasn't successful, there is no reason for us to be here today. Our faith, our hope for the future is absolutely worthless. But is this our picture of what success actually looks like? Like by worldly standards, Jesus wasn't much of a success. Right? He was born in a barn. He grew up in a village that had a reputation for nothing good coming out of it. He never got married or had kids. He lived in poverty. He was homeless. He had no formal education or college degree. He started his ministry late. And it only lasted three years. He had a criminal record. His best friends ran from him. 
one of his own turned on him. His own people rejected him. A short-lived life. He died in his 30s a disgraceful death. This is the ultimate picture of success. And so if this is what success actually looks like, then how does our definition or our picture of success and what it means for us to be successful in life, how does that have to change? Paul calls us to follow Jesus' example. In Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 to 11, he says, think of yourselves. This is from the message. I'm using some different translations this morning. Think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had no he had equal status with God, but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status no matter what. Not at all. When the time came, he set aside the privileges of deity and took on the status of a slave. He became human. Having become human, he stayed human. It was an incredibly humbling process. He didn't claim special privileges. Instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life and then died a selfless, obedient death. And the worst kind of death of that, a crucifixion. Because of that obedience, God lifted him high and honored him far beyond anyone or anything ever. So that all created beings in heaven and on earth even those long ago dead and buried will bow in worship before this Jesus Christ and call out in praise that he is the master of all to the glorious honor of God the Father. Not only was Jesus successful, but he was the most successful, right? The Bible says that God lifted him to the, the highest place but seated him far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, over every title that can be given. Every knee shall bow before him. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the most successful. This is his example. Paul says, think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. Follow this example of success. You may have some kind of status. Jesus was God, and yet he didn't consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. He didn't go after proving, you know, I'm God, look at me. He didn't hold his God status. He became like a baby. He became a baby, a human being. He took on flesh. And he lived according to the will of his Father. He lived in complete obedience. At the, at the right time, he gave his life as a ransom for us all. Many of us right now are studying a book together by Pete Scazzaro called uh, The Emotionally Healthy Disciple. Uh, and in the book, Pete offers his own suggestion of what success is, of how it's defined. Uh, he says this, success according to Scripture 
is becoming the person God calls you to become and doing what God calls you to do in his way and according to his timetable. I'll read that again. Success, according to scripture, is becoming the person God calls you to become and doing what God calls you to do in his way and according to his timetable. That's exactly the example that we see here of Jesus Christ that Paul lays out in Philippians. He became the person that God, his Father, had intended him to be. Right? He took on flesh. At the right time, he gave his life in obedience to his Father. He did exactly what he saw his Father doing. Right? In his way, at his time. That's what success looks like. That's the example that he sets out for you and me. That's what it means to be successful. And so if that's the definition, the ultimate definition of what success really is, then success could look like more, but it could also look like less. Success could look like strength, but it could very much also look like weakness. Success could look like like wholeness and completeness, but it could also look like brokenness and, and vulnerability. It, it could look like, like being famous, but it could also look like living in obscurity. Success could look like, like something extraordinary, but it could also look like something very normal and very ordinary. Because at the end of the day, success is not about outward things, right? It has very little to do with outward appearances, with accomplishments, with the approval of others. What success is about is, is us living in connection with Jesus Christ. It's, it's us abiding in him. It's us becoming like him and the person that he's created us to be and us living a life of surrender, of obedience to his, to his call, to his spirit, to his work in and through our lives. That's what success is all about, all right? And so success, it's not about, it's, it's not the fruit of our labor then. It's really the, the byproduct of us abiding in him, right? John 15, Jesus says, abide in me, remain in my love, uh, abide in my word, and you will bear fruit. Your job is not to focus on, oh my goodness, how am I living and how can I be a success with my life? Oh my goodness, I'm almost 40. What have I done with my life? Am I really making a difference here? That's not what it's about. It's about me living in connection. It's about me being with Jesus. It's about me becoming like him and allowing him to do whatever he wants to do in and through my life, whenever and however he wants to do it. And for that reason, each one of us can be a success right now. Fruit is the byproduct. He says, abide in me and you will bear much fruit, fruit that will last. I say that's God's heart for us. He wants us to bear much fruit. But the way in which we're going to bear fruit and be successful is not by trying harder. It's not by working at it more 
It's ultimately by surrendering our lives and allowing him to do the work on the inside of us. My friends, if we have the wrong definition of success, if we live with the wrong definition of success, what it leads to is us busying ourselves with all kinds of things, right? Going after all kinds of things in our life, working to manage this image or prove our worth or, or demonstrate how, how accomplished we are. When at the end of the day, all of that stuff means absolutely nothing. It's just outward appearances, right? It's just temporary things. What God is after with you and me is not some outward work. Those things will happen. Fruit will come because of that inward reality, that heart change. That's why Jesus in, in the Gospels is constantly going after the Pharisees. You brood of vipers, you whitewashed tombs, look at you guys. Outwardly you're clean, but inwardly, man, you're dead. What it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ, what it means to, to live a life of success in the kingdom of God is not to present this image or work to achieve something with my life on the outside that I look good and I, you know, I, I, I look holy and I, I play the part. It's, it's to live a life of surrender. It's to be with Jesus, to become like Jesus and to allow him to do whatever he wants to do through our lives. I don't have to worry about success. Success is the byproduct of me living in a relationship with Jesus. I love uh, what Mother Teresa once said. She said, God didn't call me to be successful. He called me to be faithful. I love that. And so I just want to encourage each one of us today that if we're, if, if maybe like me at times you've been living out of a place of, oh my goodness, what am I doing with my life? Am I being successful? I, I don't have much time left. Guys, the pressure is off. The pressure is off. It's not your job to be successful. It's your job to surrender and to follow his lead. And besides what he has for you, the plans that he has in store for your life, it's bigger and better than you could come up with yourself on, on your own anyways. I wonder, I really wonder what God could do with us as individuals and with us as a church. You know, the kind of success we could have if instead of focusing on the outcome and on being successful, we focused on just abiding and becoming like him. That's the message. That's what it is. That's what Jesus has called us to as disciples, to be with him, to become like him, and to do even greater works than these. Let's pray together. Father God, I thank you for the example that you set for each one of us of what success looks like in your kingdom. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, humbling himself, even though he, he is fully God, he, he denied himself and he lived as a human being, as an example for us to follow, a surrendered life, a life where he, he heard you say it, and that's what he said. He saw you do it, and that's what he did, ultimately in giving his life as a ransom for us all. Thank you for that example. Thank you for that gift. Thank you, Jesus, that you paid it all for us. 
Uh, I pray that in the days and weeks to come, as we live our life, oh God, that you would guard us against living with the wrong perspective of success. That we wouldn't live as the world lives. That we wouldn't live focused on obtaining or receiving or going after more, but we would live out of being satisfied by you, out of being with you. We invite you to continue that work on the inside of us. Show us what you're doing right now. Show us what that next step is in terms of obedience, how we can follow you today, how we can be a success today, God. And give us the courage, O oh God, that when you speak, O oh Lord, we'll do it. When you speak, O oh God, we're ready to say yes. We've already said yes, and we're, we're willing to obey whatever it is. God, I pray that every single one of us in this room, those dreams that you've placed in our heart, those gifts and those talents that you've given us, stir them up, O oh God. I ask, O oh God, that they would arise in this time, O oh God, that you would fan them into flame by the power of your Spirit, O oh God, that each one of us would walk in the call that you have on our lives, O oh God, that we might not lose hope, but we might dream your dreams, O oh God, and live in the fullness of what you paid for, for our lives, O oh God. Start, start here, right now, God. Start in our hiddenness and obscurity. Start with our, our little. Start with our hearts. We want you. In Jesus' name we pray.